No, no, I know. I was just wondering if it was. Just I had a feeling it was. Why? Uh, don't know. Just kind of entered my head. Hmm. Does really love Garfield, or is that just a joke because his name's? No, he loves Garfield. He loves Garfield. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah, likes a lot of those things that you wouldn't even consider. You don't consider someone. people like them. Yeah, you don't, just, yeah. you don't consider people have a strong feeling one way or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, things like that have people have to like like him have to exist, or else those things don't just get to exist forever on apathy. I sometimes they do. Like there's that <clears throat> idea of like inertia. Like mm. Garfield's popular, for no one hates it, everyone mm. tolerates it, and it just continues because it's not objectionable. But does it make money? Like. I don't understand how those comics work at all. Like, who's like, I'll buy the Times because it says We Count Willie in it. It's got Hagar the Horrible in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Willie. <laughs> What's that one? Count Willie. We. You know that one? Count Willie? I don't know that one. It's like really old and they're all like little riddles and stuff. It's like about a, it's like a goose that goes to the bank. And then, <laughs> do you know those ones? No, I don't know it at all. It's a, They're riddles though? No, they're like they're written in rhyme. They're all written in like nineteen forty to nineteen sixty five, like that era. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a pig that goes you know, a pig who's a viscount <laughs> and he's like hiring a gardener or something. Did you ever read those? No, I'm mean, is it just wee willy? Did you not look up wee curly wee? We account Count Curly Count Wee Curly Wee. Yeah. Yeah. He is a pig. He's a pig, but they're Oh, yeah, right, so it was Irish, and it was only in the Irish Independent. Old Gaffer hobbled to the spot where they they had found the box. He helped the kitten and the lamb to burst the dusty locks. Perhaps it will be full of gold, came Larry's joyful bleat. Oh, no, there's nothing here except a yellow parchment sheet. Yeah, that's supposed to be funny. Like, it's supposed to be humour. But Kitten Tom spread out the page and he began to read. For Richard Ram and all his heirs, Ramshackle title deed. Ramshackle caught the garden plot, acres 23. Belong to Richard Ram and heirs in perpetuity. So there's the ending of that. Right, yeah. Well, people in the 50s were a lot smarter than we are. So that's, you know, that kind of stuff was highbrow. It is more familiar with rhyme. It was easier to rhyme. But uh, who's buying the Irish Independent for a current curly week? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, I mean, yeah. How do any of these things make money for the paper? I don't know if they. I, I, I mean, I, you, they usually get collected into a sort of special yeah, omnibus but, and then released and sold that and published that way. I know, but that, that that omnibus isn't published by the paper. No, but is the point of that just like it's well, we have a comics page and so we need to have comics on it so we might as well pay this guy to make it than not. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that they, like, they've been running Count Curly Wee for Sure, I guess the problem is, is that they have no gauge on whether or not this is a exactly. good one. Exactly, there's yeah. no market yeah. for us. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm saying about Garfield. The Gar- but I mean, you know, they made movies and everything at Garfield. They made that's two true. excellent movies. Did you make a Count Curly Wee movie? Did <laughs> it be... How long would it be off? 
uh, a comic that's two panels. <laughs> yeah, Garfield's only three panels, don't forget. Oh, of course. Is it always three? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, they, they really stretch it out for that film then. Yeah, it's amazing. The first hour, John is just asking It's just Garfield one still image. image. Yeah. yeah. Then the second hour. <laughs> it's yeah. a three hour long film, of course. Garfield. What about Garfield meets Count Curly Wee? <clears throat> That's the crossover people have been waiting a, for. Yeah, a prince of two... What is it? A cat... A tale of two... Curlies. Tale of two kitties. A tale of two curlies. I think, having it said a tale of two kitties, Count, I literally think that happened. I think that exists. Count Curly Wee Garfield. Well, the, the, second, the second Garfield yeah, film... Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah. It's what, it, what is it? He gets swapped with like Count a rich cat? Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. in this one, Count Curly Wee. Oh, is Count, it's a tale of two, well, it's a tale of one Curly and Garfield. Two Curlies. So why is Garfield a Curly? He's not, he's the, he's a vassal. Okay, so it's the tale of one two, Curly. Tale of two Curlies. What you why is Garfield him? a Curly in this situation? He's not, I say Garfield. <laughs> Garfield is unrelated. So who's the second Curly? The, the poor guy who looks like Count Curly. So where, where's Garfield in the story? He's just around. <laughs> it's like the Space Jam to just, we just hey, know we just have kn- the property, we just put him in there. He just knows the two of them. <coughs> and he's like, everyone else is all, you know, everyone's like, Count Curly, we need you to look at this document to see who owns the land in perpetuity. Yeah. And then, and then Garfield it, comes in and says, It's like, what's poor Curly? doing reading that yeah oh so Garfield ruins the, the no the he doesn't away. say anything mm. he gives it to himself yeah he thinks but we get an insight into we his mind see it. yeah yeah and we'd see it enough yeah yeah and then Curly, <coughs> poor Curly is like Garfield you gotta help me you know <laughs> why because he's no tr- poor Curly is like thank Garfield don't tell anyone yeah and then rich Curly who's been Count Curly to, uh, Count Curly is <laughs> is now living as a poor Curly. Yeah, and he's like yeah. Garfield. You gotta help me. Yeah. Okay. And do and does he? No. No. He, he keeps that to himself. He pledged <laughs> his loyalty to <laughs> to Count Curly. Poor Count Curly. Poor Curly. After he became the Count. Yeah. To hell you. This writes itself, James. And then what happens? Well, Curly. either. Either oh, they get found out or they don't. Yeah. Which you think would be better? So we'll then they, they kill R- Count Curly. And then... That the original Count Curly or yeah. poor Curly? Okay. And they blame it on, well, he was poor, so we didn't. it didn't matter. It's legal. It's legal, because I'm a Count. Yeah. Actually, so the Count starts a war and then enlists all the peasantry, and that yeah. includes poor Curly, formerly Count Curly. He fights. He starts a war with a goose that owns a bank. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, yeah, mm. Count Curly, he's like, normally I'm the one giving orders, but actually I'm being given a sword and a shield. And I have a bloodlust now. Or he like yeah. he kills he kills a goose. That's I have a, like, I have a yeah. rifle that doesn't you know what do you call them like a non-repeating a rifle, yeah, like a musket sort of thing. Yeah, and he's like, "This is fine, actually. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I don't have the pressure of being a count and having to yeah. start wars." 
Yeah, I just, just get fight to, them. Yeah, I, yeah. I get to I, just kill people now. I have a camaraderie with my my uh, brigade. Brigade. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then Count or poor Curly is like, I'm actually loving this. Mm-hmm. And you are mm-hmm. such a tactical brain. Yeah, he was tactical enough to get to trick. Count Curly into becoming poor. That's so he, it. Yeah, so it shows that he deserves to have more. Because he was painting a fence, and then Count Curly came along, and poor Curly was like, "This is the most fun I've ever had in my life." Yeah, and then he was like, "Please, oh, can I, can I can paint I the fence? Hold the first. Can I, can I be poor? Yeah, can yeah. I?" And he's like, "I'll let you do this, but let me hold all your clothes, so people, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, you get get you don't get whitewash on mm-hmm. your." You know, cravat. Yeah. Not your smoking jacket and all this. <laughs> when is this set? <laughs> you don't get you don't get a paint on your breeches. Yeah, and your culottes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> San culotte. <laughs> yeah, it's like surely poor. No, poor curly is a sans culotte. Uh, so what is he wearing? Bridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's right. I mean, this is a film. It's, a, it's it's we can decide, so he could be wearing anything. Yeah, but it has to be historically accurate. Yeah. Well, you haven't said the time period it's set, so I don't know what to tell you yet. Revolutionary France. Okay. Which <laughs> so, uh, slightly pre-revolution. Slightly pre-revolution. So this is still the last days of the ancient regime. It's under the Sun King, isn't that right? Was he the Sun uh, King? No, Louis the Fourteenth is the Sun King, and Sixteenth is the one who loses everything. Uh, well, somebody under the Sun King, I think. Louis the Fourteenth is. Did you hear this fact recently about women giving birth? Yeah. Go ahead. That it's easier for a woman to give birth squatting. Yeah, or sitting. But he liked to look, so they do it on the back. So he uh, decreed that you had to do give birth lying down on your back. Um, I get that right. They're right. Did I get that right? Yeah. Oh, you did get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were like that, and and he was right. He was right to do that. No, he was wrong. Yeah. Probably led to a lot of women dying, <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things that uh, kind of poor Curly, you know, he's like women give yeah. birth however you like. In my oh oh poor Curly does that. What's what what's a cruel thing? Not the birth, but what's something that actual Lord that Count Curly brought in unnecessary that made li- women's lives harder. Uh, yes, they all walk backwards. Because walk back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. he likes to see women fall over. <laughs> yeah, he just thought it'd be more efficient, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, and then hundreds of years later, people are like, you know, women only walk backwards because Count Curly decreed that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And poor Curly didn't have time to undo it. <laughs> Don't do that. But he did say women could give birth any way they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good show, isn't it? Good film. That's a great film. We got we, we can sell this. I mean, I think Count Curly might even be out of the public domain or in the public domain. So I don't know if we even even need to run this past anyone. Count Curly. Yeah. What was the title of the film again? Um, <coughs> Taylor Two Curlies, wasn't it? <laughs> two Curlies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this, James. What yes. kind of a palace would Count Curly live in? Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, the marble would be Tuscan. Mm-hmm. The marble would be Tuscan. Okay, I mean, the marble can come from Tuscany. Does it not famously come from Tuscany? Marble? Yeah. Uh, 
no, there's uh, San Pietro, or what's um, what's the very famous white marble called again? Honky. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jive Turkey. Honky Marble. Yeah. Uh, no, Carrera, they, Carrera. Carrera is in Tuscany. Ronan's a big dingus. Yeah, it's Carrera Marble. Yeah. yeah. So you want the palace to have Carrera Marble, sure. Yeah. There's uh-huh. Jade. Okay. From South Africa. So this is green and white so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strong design choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... He said, I want it like the Nigerian flag. No, I want it... Wait, where do they live again? France. You said it's set in pre-revolutionary France. Right, so it's just the marble? Mm. Blue jade from Elon Musk's family. Mine, yeah. Jade mine. Mm-hmm. Was it jade? Yeah. Is that what it is. That's what they were mining. That sounds, yeah. so, that sounds so unnecessarily evil. <laughs> yeah. Like, who even wants jade? <laughs> Blue jade. <laughs> it was actually an emerald mine in Zambia. But same difference. Uh, and then it's sapphire. Okay, and and just a, and then a sapphire in the middle of the room. It's the largest sapphire known to man. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. How big is the largest sapphire known to man? It's the size of a watermelon. <laughs> and a, the shape it, of a watermelon. Yeah. It actually kind of is. The largest sapphire in the world is the Ophirus sapphire. It's flat, but it's the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. And it's the uh, source of all curly weeds. <laughs> and the colour of a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the parcel represents a watermelon, because it's mm-hmm. green jade in the yeah. colour of a watermelon. Mm-hmm. The sapphire is the shape of a watermelon. Yeah. And the... The family crest of the curlies is, is a watermelon. It's white. Yeah, it's, it's white. white. <laughs> it's just white. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, you know, the diamond is big as the Ritz. Yeah. So this is, the sapphire is big as a watermelon. What's a Ritz? What's a, a hotel? The diamond was as big as a hotel. No, it's a story. It's a F. Scott Fitzgerald story. Really? Yeah, have you never heard it? Yeah, it's a good one. No, sorry, you're right, I have heard of it. Okay, why? What? What's changed? I just forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... But then he has the, the his sapphire as big as a watermelon. Yeah, it's the and source of his, you know... Wealth, generational wealth. Economic um, authority. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well that's that answered, thank you. So that's, he lives in a Carrera marble and blue yeah. jade palace. Yeah, and it's very small. It's very small? Yeah. Why? I guess he doesn't have much money. He, d- he doesn't? No. So then how does he start a war? Uh, just on the promise of future wealth. If we get to take over this goose and its bank, well, don't we, you worry, we'll be just... I will completely destroy the local economy and just yeah. give all the money in the bank out. <laughs> if he said, uh, we'll be minted. And then all the lambs were like, mint? <laughs> <laughs> we love mint! No. <laughs> I know. You don't want to have mint sauce on you as a yes. lamb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's excellent. And, and then there's a mutton, uh, a sheep, mm-hmm. and it's wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> and then they say, you look really well for your age. You look like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That You see that mutton dressed as lamb? 
that mutton dresses lamb actually is really pulling it off. Yeah. Yeah. That MILF stands for mutton I'd like to feast. <laughs> very good. That, 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 that was very good. That tied together nicely. Hmm. Uh, and that's a good solid 17 minute intro to uh, Architecture Part Architecture 2, part two uh, of Primordial Views uh, yeah th- thank you for joining me again James uh, for this you're welcome thanks yeah. for having me uh, have you done any kind of architecture related uh, actions during the week since we last spoke about architecture have you been in any uh, buildings no I just did a lot of research You okay what was your favourite thing to research Probably the <laughs> uh, pre-French Revolution. Yeah, <laughs> pa- pig, pig <laughs> politics. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you know, uh, still, still, uh, level five only. Well, it's still level five, isn't it? Lockdown. Couldn't tell you. Just things are more open, but it's not level four. But just not that many opportunities to go to go into buildings or to go see anything. Uh, there's not that many architectural gems in Balbriggan. Really. Yeah, there's a courthouse, a library, the lighthouse. What does Belbregan need a lighthouse for? For because it's a harbour town. Is it? Yes. I didn't Did actually not know that. Yeah. I always thought it was just in the middle of an industrial hellscape. <laughs> nope. It's uh, like behind Bal- your house was just a giant like oil pump. <laughs> what are those called? The ones that like just keep going up and down and oil. Yeah. Uh, what oil are they pump. called? Oil pump. No, they're like a. It's like a name or something. An oil. Derek. It's an oil Derek. No, no, no. Balbriggan by the sea. A beautiful little town. If it was in England, they call it Balbriggan upon. They call it Balbriggan upon sea. Yeah. Yeah. Or Balbriggan upon Bracken because there's a Bracken River. Nah, they call it upon sea. Okay. Well, in England, of course, Balbriggan was famous for... Uh, we made Queen Victoria's uh, tights. Yes. And she called them her Balbriggans. Yeah. So... She made... Balbriggan made, 1, Booterstown 0. Yeah. No, they made her tight, as in... She didn't want to spend money. Yeah. Because they were so shit. They were <laughs> tight. She thought, if this is things that you spend money on, I don't want to have any... I don't uh, want to yeah. ever spend money again. I'm not really on board of this. You spend money, you get a pair of bad tights. <laughs> I'll stick to just uh, taking. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to participate in the economy. Actually, I'll have you know Balbriggan stockings were world-renowned. Winning medals at international exhibitions in Philadelphia, Paris, London, and Vienna. Uh, what d- did you read about? I read about For architecture. This. You know, you know, we've got we've got ziggurats, we've got pyramids, yes, got aqueducts, mm. we've got Roman concrete, got architects. Domes. Uh, cigarettes. Yeah, pyramids. cigarettes can kill. <laughs> and uh, aqueducts are more engineering feats of engineering. But they are architectural. No, they're not. All right, then I'll wipe that off the list. They're one of those things that architects try to take. claim. Yeah. Aqueducts are like Irish celebrities to the British. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And architects are the British in this scenario, and Ireland is engineers. Yeah. 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 That, that's that scans. Yeah. Give me another one. Uh, oh, domes. 
Yeah, most famous mm-hmm. dome in the world. What is the most famous dome in the world? The Pantheon? Yeah. Yeah. Oldest dome in the world. It, yeah. And Still uh, in use. And the largest unreinforced dome in the world. Yeah. No eye? No eyes. No eyes in that building. Yeah. Yep. All eyes on me. Why? <laughs> Why is that the case? We do know Roman concrete. Yeah. What is it then? Uh, it's in the name. <laughs> concrete from Rome, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it it was a type of concrete we we genuinely forgot how to make. Yeah, that was yeah. so stupid of yeah them of the the Romans. Mm. What to make something so complicated? <laughs> yeah, uh, it keep it simple. Fault. Keep it simple, stupid. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you ever see when you go to Rome? The bricks are different because they're ancient Roman size bricks. The standard size of the brick. Mm. How much larger or smaller? They're just sort of thinner, a bit longer. Oh, sure. Do you think that was better or worse? Better. It looks better. You don't like the way we make bricks? Yeah, they're too thick and short. But they probably are uh, easier to stack. How so? I know. Are they not? You're saying they're thicker. Mm. So. They would be. They take up more space, so it's you can use less bricks and get the wall done. Yeah, but there's obviously some. No, because they're thinner. They're like shorter, so you need more across. Hold on, I need to look up what you're talking about with these bricks. Take your time. Romanbrick.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you want to? Like, do you want to? Do you want to try and find out why they are? No. Oh, come on. We'll tell you. Ronan was close with his guess. The Romans had many different types of bricks, not just the masonry ones James is describing. But they primarily used the long thin ones because they would dry quickly after being created. The thicker brick scene in the rest of Europe was developed as a result of inferior mortar. The Romans had their especially strong mortar that we forgot how to make, and so later builders would want to use as little mortar as possible. Thus, Thicker bricks to cover more space. Blah, blah, blah. Come on. We already know. Rome built in a day. With yeah. thinner, longer bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Rome was built by Romulus or Remus. Which one was it? Uh, Romulus. Romulus. Well, he founded yeah. it. I don't think you could say he built it. Um, I wish it was called Reme. That would be awful. Why? You're the, ta- the ancient city of Reme. Yeah. To be a Reman. The Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. Yeah. Come on, you you can hear how dumb that sounds. No, Rome sounds worse than Reem. Ro- well, you know what? Maybe that's only because it's the only way we know. If we were all talking about Reem, ancient Remans, hi, I'm Reman, then uh, we yeah. would think I'm Rome. It would sound so stupid. Exactly. Yeah. Did um, have really short, thick bricks. You know, the building would just be one short brick. Highlighted out in the inside. Yeah. Well, isn't that really what buildings are? No. Just one big brick hollowed out. No. You should mm. know that you did something with architecture. Are you joking? We just literally we talked about this last week. What was it? <laughs> I didn't do architecture. I did. no, you didn't. 
I did the history of architecture mm-hmm. as a part of my overall college course. Yeah. Yeah. So last week we did the first buildings, which were caves, if I remember correctly. Yes. Which people did live in. Now, here's a question. People still live in caves. Yeah, in their minds. In China. In yeah. Oh, there is that town. Also, is like, um, what's what's the Petra? Is that not one big cave? No, that's a series of small bit houses hollowed out of a mountainside. You said it, not me. Yeah, I went there. Did you? Yeah. That's amazing. What was it yeah. like? Dirty. <laughs> you know, it's just dust everywhere. Just du- so fucking dusty, yeah. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Uh, well, no, you were about to ask me a question. You said last week we talked about the first buildings, which we believe to be caves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, you know, you, you slap up your wattle and daub mud huts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Architecture is just when people started thinking about their homes, you know? And then... Yeah, architecture is wattle and daub with notions. Yes. Wattle and daub that went on Erasmus. Yes. Wattle yeah. and daub that... Um, you know, eats brown bread, but yet in America, like it's an American that eats brown bread. Not an American eats brown bread, which would be rare, yeah. Yeah, sort of pretentious, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I suppose. Because they did their year abroad in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you go to America and they eat, they drink tea and they never stop talking about it. Do you ever be one of those Americans? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that it's somehow very cultured to drink tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just had another cup of tea. Yeah. I'm just going to get the teas going. Tea? Yeah. Tea? 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 Tea. Five teas. Yeah. <laughs> the five teas. Uh, I'll just make a pot. I'll just make a pot. Now, they don't know about pots. They don't. Here's how an American makes tea. Mm-hmm. They boil the water. In the microwave. In the microwave. Mm-hmm. Put the water in the milk. Mm-hmm. Then they add the milk. <laughs> then they add the sugar. And then they add the bag. And they add the bag. Mm-hmm. So they pour milk into hot into boiling water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much milk? A pint, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just made my tea for the week, so uh So I'm set, I do it on a Monday. Yeah. America's love that thing of Meal prepping. Meal prepping, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I saw a good mini documentary about a woman bodybuilder. A mini documentary about a woman bo- bodybuilder? Yeah. God, do they even give women 70% of a, of, what a, a, of a documentary that a man would make? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was meal prepping with her friend, mm-hmm. who was a man. Who is a man. Yeah. Okay. And it was very, very clear that they weren't going out. Who was making it very clear? The man. Oh. Why? Because he... I think he didn't fancy her. But they were friends. Yeah, but I think there was obviously some sort of... I'm really proud of her. ...tension. As a friend. And she was... Uh, was he also a bodybuilder? Yeah. Right. And then uh, she would, like, get the chicken could i please have 10 kilos of chicken and the rice i would go through five kilos of rice and mm-hmm. the egg in a week i have 150 eggs 
Put it in a blender. And drink it. It tastes like um, chicken soup gone a bit wrong. Jesus Christ. And then someone was like, the guy was, the like, documentary was like, what's the taste? Did you get used to it? Is it okay? She's like, no. <laughs> no. It can smell a little bit. You'll never get used to it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you could just do, I mean, I always liked, uh, what's his name? Yeah, me too. <laughs> never be forgotten. When I was in <laughs> Turkey, we, I had a dessert that was made using chicken breast. What was it? I can't remember what it's called. It's called Tavuk Gosu. What they do is they make up like a custard. Mm-hmm. And then you boil this chicken breast. And then you tear it up. And like you boil it and tear it. And then it turns into like fibrous material. And then mm-hmm. you mix it in with the custard. It's nice. And then it sets. It's very weird. It's very like... It has a texture of... Like it's like it always has a texture of chicken, raw chicken. Like. I know. Well, I was gonna say you don't really have to. I can pretty much guess what chicken covered in custard is going to. No, it's, not, it's like sort of mixed in. So like you're getting a custard that's really chickeny. It doesn't taste like chicken, but it's very tough. If you can imagine, mm. it's almost like custard that you would have to cut with a knife and fork. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. Um, why Why do you think this dish... Um, why did you order it? Because uh, it sounded so disgusting that I... Just you wanted to know. see? Yeah. Well, come on, we'll give some... Rece- I mean, it's, a, it's a, I'm sure it's a massive part of Turkish culture. It was a delicacy served to Ottoman sultans in the top copy palace. It is today considered a signature dish of Turkey, and is quite similar to the original European version of the dessert blamange. The disappointing part was that it was just so tasteless that you couldn't finish it, because you were just getting like a mound of sort of Slightly sweet paste, <laughs> you know. You just eat it on its own. You don't dip anything into it, or no. Oh. And it, like the dust chocolate over the top. I think we should make it. No, I, I think don't... we could put our own spin on it. Well, what do you do to change it? I'd swap the custard for gravy. I'd swap the chicken for lamb. You think lamb would be better? Couldn't be worse. What meat goes best with something sweet? Turkey. With um, with uh, uh, cranberry sauce, you know. Yeah. Mm. Ham. Yeah, could be ham. Ham and custard. Yeah. You've hardly touched your ham and custard. Yeah. What's wrong, James? Yeah. Are you anorexic? <laughs> because you won't eat this one meal. <laughs> yeah. This disgusting meal that I made. Are you anorexic? Are you anorexic? We have to force feed you. <laughs> but that's not—that's not even medically advisable. <laughs> but mom, that's mom. Not, doctors would not recommend that as a process to yeah. deal with an ED. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being force-fed your favorite food. Oh, like how geese are with foie gras. No, no. Geese's favorite food isn't corn. Is it just corn? Yeah. Is it? I, yeah. thought, it was, I thought there was more to it. No, they just like geese aren't like mm, I love corn. <laughs> <laughs> geese don't have favorite things. Ah, they do. You think? If you let them in a room with just lots of different things to pick and choose from, yeah, they'd go for the thing they like. You know, I'm not even sure they would. Mm, I think if you had a, a pile of corn, a pile of wheat, 
and a pile of, you know, bug legs or something. Which one is supposed to be their favourite there? None. Okay, so but you also have... had, um, I don't know, berries? What? Berries? <laughs> berries? A, I'm thinking of a very nursery rhyme type of goose. You think a goose is walking around eating berries off a bush? It could. No, they eat like fish and corn. Fuck you, James. Geese eat berries. Their favorite food is barley, oats, bird seed, vegetable peels and chopped up grapes that have been diced into pieces. If they can eat corn, they can eat berries. Oh, what I'm saying is that it would, they'd arbitrarily go between. Okay. If you had a hundred geese and a hundred berries in a room, yeah. and some corn and wheat and bugs and whatever. Yeah. If you have a hundred geese and a hundred berries, and then you have corn and bugs. Yeah. All the different geese would just go towards different things. Yeah. We'll just go to what's least crowded, I suppose, yeah. yeah exactly. Alright, well, I'll look into it, Robot James. It's not like the human, where the human would be like, how are you going to correct that? (laughs) (laughs) Robot James will tell me what geese's favourite berry is. I'll just look that up. We'll we'll find out if uh, they uh, have taste, or like if they do have preference. No, it's not that they have preference. Preference, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll find out if, if geese have preference. I looked into it. They don't. This might break Robot James. Yeah. <laughs> but humans will just cry around the thing they like the most. Yeah. You see, unfortunately, I programmed Robot James as well to only answer architecture-related questions for this episode. So well, we're going to push him out of his... Co- Can you phrase this as an architecture question? Yeah, if you put them inside a ziggurat, <laughs> which would they... Eat? With a hundred berries and yeah. a load of insect legs. Um, like, if you go outside Scrum Diddley's and Don Leary... Yeah. There's a queue around the corner. Yeah. For but there's another ice cream shop just down the road. Teddy's. Yeah. And it's empty. It's just, I don't know, I've never been to Scrum Diddley's actually. But my point is that it, people will spend an hour queuing for Scrum Diddley's. Yeah, they won't just go to the one that has the least yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. We are, we are comp- different from geese in other ways as well. How so? We have an ego. Yeah. Some of us more than others, right, James? No. <laughs> I have no ego. Everyone is the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> um, geese have beaks. Men yeah. wet their beaks. Yes. Geese have wings. And boys spread their wings. They... <laughs> and fly the nest. Fly, fly the nest. Yeah. Geese have web toes. Well, I know some men with web toes. Yeah. Nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah, so that's one for us being the same animal. Yeah. <laughs> um, geese can swim. Men can swim. Mm-hmm. Geese have tongues. Men have tongues. Men have tongues. Men yeah. speak in tongues. <gasps> ah. Yeah. No, with their tongues. Uh, yes, and in tongues. <laughs> geese have eyes. Men... It's- Tell lies. Tell lies. Yes. Uh, and have eyes. And have eyes. <laughs> um, geese have feathers. Did we say mm-hmm. that? No, we didn't say that. Geese have feathers. Men. Fair or fair weather. Fair weather flock, flock of a feather fly together. Yes. Yes. Geese, geese of a feather. Is that the same? Birds of a feather fly together. Geese of a beak. 
will learn to speak. So yeah, in tongues. Yeah, now, yeah. last one. Mm-hmm. This will settle it. At the moment, I think it's neck and neck whether right. he's and men are the same thing. And you're like this one. Yeah. Was good for the goose is good for the gander. Absolutely. I love that. What's, What's... you know, men and women are the same these days. <laughs> so, so, <yeah. laughs> okay. They are. Yeah. Can't yeah, say yeah. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. No, wasn't wasn't going to pick that apart. No. Good. No. Uh, if a goose was to try and design a building excellent based on you know early greek cubism. principles oh, cubism sorry. i thought you meant like cubism. or like sorry i meant like modernism modernism like what would be the modernist goose experience is that what you're saying no i'm saying if a goose was to design a building based on greek principles ancient greek principles yeah what would what would it look like Probably much the same. You don't think a goose would have much more, wouldn't have like a, put its own spin on it? No, because they're, ba- they're Greek principles. They're basically the same as men. Well, no, what I'm saying is the principles of Greek architecture are fully... I know, but I'm saying if it was to be, effe- if, if Greek architecture, I'm sorry, I, I phrased it wrong. If Greek architecture was to have been developed by geese, is I guess is what I meant, what would it look like? It would just be nests. But in marble. No. In so you, we'd call it beak architecture. Yes. And like yeah. there's other birds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's other apes, but we're the only ones who, t- who made an architecture. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't go for my modernist one. Well, like I just, like, I thought, you know, we'd kind of, st- we'd stick to the history, the the, the further back, you know, because... If we, if we talk about the modern stuff too much, you know, we, we we're really jumping ahead. Well, it's just with... Le Corbusier. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of him? Yep. His whole thing was like, the kitchen should be the length of a man's, you know, breath. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he that sort of guy? No, no. He was like, the house should be modelled around their body. So you should be able to lie in bed and flush the toilet. And <laughs> that sort of stuff. The house should be as big as one person's body. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'll go to the living room and then you just lean over a bit to the Yeah, left. you just roll slightly. Oh, time for bed. Roll yeah. over to the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, time to uh, go to the communal hall for my dinner. <laughs> Are you sure yeah. that wasn't him? That's not what I would... That's not what you'd associate him with. Like, he, was the, he, he had the different principles. Yeah, which were? Which were things like, you raise the building, you... Uh, natural light, uh, you know, access to nature, things like that. Le Corbusier's five points of architecture were... Number 1. Pilatus, which means replacing structural walls with reinforced columns. Raising the structure. Number 2. The free designing of the ground plan. Number 3. The free design of the facade. Number 4. The horizontal window. And number 5. Roof gardens. All these points are best exemplified in his 1931 house, Villa Savoie. Although it's worth mentioning that the house was a disaster to live in, it flooded constantly and cracks in the walls appeared almost immediately. Ask Ronan about Le Corbusier if you ever see him. He likes talking about him a lot. Well, who is the one who was like, everyone should eat communally and 
Eventually, community. I mean, maybe that was part of. I can't think of. Yeah, that. that was probably part of it. He, but, he's um, the one who designed those. Uh, he's the idea behind having shared balconies, which is a terrible yeah, idea. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, what would the goose version of that be? Shared egg laying facilities. facilities. Yeah. They live in a Kabbalah. Is that what the Jewish people call it? What's it? I don't know what that is. It's like a communal Jewish living commune. Ah, like a uh, kibbutz. Yeah, so I think I'm going to talk Yeah, about. a kibbutz. Uh, yeah. You were thinking of the Vice President of the United States. Kabbalah Harris. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, do you like her? Do you think she's good at her job? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't been paying much attention to her. Mm, typical. Typical men, not... All eyes on... <laughs> Bell of the ball. <laughs> yeah. Just draws the light for whatever Ruby walks into. Yeah. Uh, um, Do you want me to cut out his name there? Who's? Uh, yeah. Just in the front. Just so the future, people don't. It doesn't date the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't know that we're talking about the current president of the United president. States. President, and just in case he listens as well. Well, I know. Well, just I bleeped his name in our first episode when you t- said it. Will you bleep his name as well when we make fun of him for lacking Carfield? Well, we, he's right at the start. He won't even be that bit. Won't. Well, do you want me to keep it in, but just bleep his name? I don't know. And, ke- do and keep like. this bit in where we're talking about if I bleeped his name or not at the start. Do whatever the fuck you like. Yeah. <laughs> Brains of the operation. <laughs> yeah. So, communal egg laying yeah. situation. Yeah. And then they eat the eggs yeah. as well. Yeah. And they make arches in the shape of... So much the way the arch wasn't invented no. until the Romans. So the Greeks didn't have true. arches. So true. So the, the the geese don't actually have, have uh, arches, but then really? they lay the the groundwork for the next bird, which is the next dominant the, culture of bird, which doesn't the wren. the wren, and they build, I suppose, straw arches, which are famously difficult at dispersing weight. They build pebble dash. They invent pebble dash. For our American listeners, Pebble Dash is a coarse plaster surface used on outside walls that was very popular in Ireland and the UK in the 20th century. The plaster consists of lime and sometimes cement, mixed with sand, small gravel and often pebbles or shells and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. You love Pebble Dash, don't you? I think it's, yeah, perfect. It's, so Easy, hard, it's hard to clean. <laughs> it looks bad. <laughs> hard. hard to paint. <laughs> hard to maintain. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. When someone falls, like, our schoolyard used to have so much pebble down. Yeah, so did ours. And then kids just fall and bash their head off. Our buildings were also this weird shade of yellow, our school, that, like, you'd be seven years old, and if it was sunny, you'd literally be blinded looking at the building. Yeah, that's because they thought you were cowards. They painted it yellow. They were like, yeah, you go, you go to this school... You go to the yellow yeah. school because you're a coward. The brave yeah, children go to... The red school. The red is brave. Yeah, yeah, anger. We want them to kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the green school. That's why I'm so rich. Oh, I thought it was because that's why you're environmentally friendly. No, it's because I'm rich. No, I thought it was because you're envious. No, it's because <laughs> I'm rich. You are rich talking from your palace. What's the most architecturally interesting thing about your house, your palace? Um, The butler's quarters. Yeah, no, they're actually <laughs> pretty bad. Very great. <laughs> we won't allow him to redo them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably, you know, the house is about 100 years old. Oh, 
such history. The history that went on <laughs> within these walls. I every night when I go to sleep, I hear the walls scream, <laughs> <laughs> bleed with blood, <laughs> bleed with history. Um, the t- yeah, I told you this for Def Leppard used to live here. Yes. yes. And that like weird cult that there's a documentary about on Netflix. Which cult again? The Moonies. Yeah. Yeah. Could be the Moonies. The ones that dress in orange or something. And who was it from? Oh, I don't know. I'll look into it. It wasn't the Moonies. It was actually followers of the Rajneesh movement. The documentary on Netflix is called Wild Wild Country. There's a lot of fireplace in this house. Because of... You know? But that was that part of their original intention? Or was that the cult putting in? It was the original intention. Okay. So all the rooms were... Yeah. You know, didn't know central heating in those days. Of course. Just fire. Yeah. Uh, Romans, of course, used to uh, have underfloor heating. I didn't know it was just one house, and now we all say all Romans. No, it's not all Romans, but the Baths did, and they did. It was common. I mean, but your house might necessarily have it, but uh, buildings did commonly have underfloor heating. I'd love to live in um, a floor under a floor. Under a floor, <laughs> that'd be so sick. Being a little, being a little gremlin man, that'd be great. What do they call the uh, tenement blocks? What do they call them? What to who? Yeah. Which one? The Roman. Insula. I'd love to live in an insula. Yeah. I'd just be like, keep it down there, there you know? Down. Hello? You'd be banging up. Wait, where? Oh, just next door. It's on all the walls. <laughs> just constantly. I was studying Latin there, trying to remember what the word for quiet is. I can't remember. Uh. Spec? I know spec, though, is to lock or to see. To see. Uh, quiet. Well, what is it for music? Is it not similar? I don't know the word for music either. No, I know. No, I'm saying you know in music, like in piano, it would say you know there's forte that's, and that's there's a piano. That's Italian. But so piano is soft. In in uh, in Italian. In Italian. But surely it's similar in Latin. Uh, no, they're not actually the same language. I know they're not the same language, but they're very close. They're, Are they? They're quite which, similar. Which which do you speak? Is it, do you speak Latin or is it, do you speak Italian? Italian. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. For down in Thank you very much. Uh, Latin for quiet is, see, I was right. Qui, quiescis. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. I'll be quiescis. <laughs> Thank you. Latin's a very efficient language. It is. That's why uh, there was no dyslexics in Latin. Yeah. yeah. That's why they could read so quickly. Yeah. And also because there were so few spaces between the words, it was very easy. You could read a, a yeah. page a lot quicker. That's uh, why the church kept it up. Hold on, before I forget, remind me why Def Leppard... Who's Def Leppard in your house? <laughs> they lived there. The whole band? Yeah. When they were recording an album? Yeah. Right. Do you know the album that came out of it? Uh, I think it was their self-titled. <laughs> it was the, the best of Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The band Def Leppard lived in James's house in 1984 for tax purposes to record their fourth album, Hysteria. The lead singer Joe Elliott still lives in Dublin. The guy lost his arm here. And for this next bit, you should know that the band's drummer, Rick Allen, lost his left arm in a car crash in December 1984. No, he just lost it in the door. <laughs> in the door? Oh, you, you won't believe this. I'm after getting my arm caught in the door. And it's and, and was it was worse as I'm the drummer. I really needed that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy how they kept him on. He's considered one of the best drummers of all time. No, he's not. He is. He is. Okay, come on. To be one-handed. 
He is ranked 7 on the Gigwise Greatest Drummers of All Time list. That's that doesn't mean you're the best. No. That just means you try hard. Yeah, but that he is, I, th- you know. Hey, I'm just going by Gigwise Magazine. Have you ever looked at those magazines? It's like Bass Magazine. Yeah. There's just like a thousand people talking about playing the bass. I know. Well, actually, the, the drummers, you remember that um, special uh, Fred Armisen did called Jokes for Drummers? It was so bad. It was so weird. It was really incomprehensible. Do you ever look at, at like a new car and you're just like, where does the kick drum go? It, that was it. Like, he clearly came up with a concept then tried to bang it out in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's one bit where he just does all the accents of America. Yeah, yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. Which was a joke <laughs> he did in other things. Yeah. That he's like an, an expert in. I'd say Netflix just offered him a deal. Yeah. And he was yeah, like, I'll... I know I'm going to get cancelled for being cold to my wife. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Wasn't that it? Didn't they try to cancel him over that? They were like, he's he was cold. I don't remember him, them trying to cancel him for that. I think they were trying to cancel him for, you can't play every race, Fred. I can't. Well, he was playing black people when he's not black. What is he? I think Venezuelan. He's Venezuelan, German, and Korean. You tell me. Well, I can confirm later, but I believe his heritage is Venezuelan. Right. Yeah. Now. But uh, he was married to Elizabeth Moss. And now he's with Natasha Leone. Who's that? Do you know, um, she was in the American Pie films. She's in that show that's on Netflix at the moment. I forget what it's called, but like she's sort of stuck in a loop. It's called Russian Doll. You studied architecture history. Yes. I bet that was very Eurocentric. It absolutely was. The whole course was very Eurocentric. Hmm. I mean, you would so. if you were to trace the entire history of architecture through the course, it was literally yeah. just everything that happened Greek, in... Roman. Yeah. Ireland. No. You, we could do you could touch to on present. it. To, to present. Greek, Roman, Ireland, today. Yeah. yeah. The Gherkin. In the Gherkin. Which, oh, by the way, when I looked up that last week, it has been described as um, neo-futurist and structural expressionism. Thank you. That's not what you said. No, but you said there was no term for no, it. No, well, that's part of the reason is... You could call it contemporary, but then there's not really a solid... You can't really define a movement while you're in it. Yeah, you can. Mm, it's hard to. Punks call themselves punks. Yeah, but there was like a, there was a, a movement. This is just something. This is people trying to describe the work that's done. It's not like they're part of a school. It's not like Bauhaus or, you know, at the time people didn't in the Renaissance people didn't say this is Renaissance architecture. But they said this is Bauhaus. They wrote a manifesto about it. Yeah, but that's a movement that happened in the twentieth century. Yeah, a bowel movement. Ooh, I forgot how much you hate Bauhaus. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really bad. It's a hot, steamy turd on the face of architecture. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's like a couch that looks like a pair of lips. Mm -hmm. That's not Bauhaus. Is it not? No. What is that? You're thinking of, like, postmodern or or pop art. No. Thinking of Bauhaus. Bauhaus is a German school of architecture. I know. Yeah, Walter Gropius and... Yeah, they wouldn't. They didn't have no. It was like you're thinking of. It's like factory forms and straight lines. It didn't have lips and sofas. Agree to disagree. No, I cannot allow them to agree to disagree. Bauhaus became famous for its approach to design, which attempted to unify the principles of mass production with individual artistic vision and strove to combine aesthetics with everyday function. James is thinking of the Mae West lift sofa. 
a piece of surrealist pop art by Salvador Dali. That was furniture looking at it now. It just looks like dentist office yeah. furniture. But I like this I like this um chair. I love one of these for my room. Your new room that you're moving to. See, that's yeah. that's that's a nice thing to tie in. You're moving to a different building. Do you, no, I'm not. Do you wanna you're not doing you're not taking the room? Just move into a different room in my house. <laughs> to the butler's quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kicking the butler out. He, he can take my room. <laughs> no, he's on the street. He can go out the back, yeah. We said He'll live in the yeah. tree. Yes. But you do have a tree house. No. No. We burnt that. Before we, we burnt yeah. that <laughs> prior to his arrival. <laughs> <laughs> prior to his eviction. You know. he, and we haven't told him yet we just said he was going to live in the tree and he got very excited because yeah. it was a very nice tree house yeah it w- now I'm moving to a little place called Pimlico yeah do you want to give everyone the your actual home address I don't know it you don't, you don't even know house. it really no it's not the house you just know how to get there I think so okay have you actually been to see it in person yeah Yeah. but I always identify the house by the ornaments that are in the room with the window what, do they have loaded of the white ladies sculptures? No, there are a load of clowns. Really? And now they're going to be moved because... Oh, because now you'll be there, they'll have a clown in the window with you being there. Is that what you're saying? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm taking up clowning. You're taking up clowning. And, and people watching. I'd say you'd be a very good clown. Why would you ever say such a horrible thing? I love like... clowns. <sighs> no, you don't. Do you? I love clowns. Clowns are like, like people who do clowning workshops are the people who aren't funny, and they just think that you can learn, you can learn to be it, yeah. in a in a, in a all, one hour workshop. <laughs> that's it. In like two weeks, and then if someone doesn't find them funny, it's like you just don't understand clown. Yeah, you know. Do I, you ever meet those people. I know. I was kind of surprised because I remember in college, people who did drama were also being like they would do clowning workshops which made me just be like which made me think it was like oh there must be something to it like it's a much more intricate art form yeah. and there's like there's a lot of study that goes with it it's like no 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 literally like if you come up with a character and like you know yeah falls and timing for that and it's like what wow the one useful hint i've ever gotten from a clown <laughs> is they say you know like when you're performing there are no mistakes yeah you just bring that into performance yeah but whenever you talk to somebody who studied clown they're always most, like the most nervous people. Yeah. And like, you can really obviously tell, like, they've made a mistake because they'll just fixate on that point. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, someone will come, like, they'll come out and they'll, like, drop their prop. And then they spend the next 15 minutes crying. dropping everything. Just crying. Like, just, <laughs> just weeping, pulling their hair out. All their makeup is just running down their face. Yeah. No, they'll spend the next 15 minutes just, like, continuously dropping things. Ah, oh, right, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, it's part of the thing yeah, yeah, that they yeah. meant to drop it or they didn't or I don't know. As opposed to just like yeah. dealing oh, and getting on with it. Oh, it's part of the act that they just left five minutes in and didn't come back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I did hear one good story which was very admirable. The guy, he took this lesson that you're like, you should do the embarrassing thing. Mm-hmm. You should have no pride. And he was like, in his 40s and uh there was this like 18 year old he fancied in the class oh. <laughs> and then during his performance he got down on one knee and asked her out <sighs> and it was like but he was like this is real <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Really good. Like, really, he knew it was the humiliating thing to do. And did she say yeah? No, obviously not. <laughs> how did she? How did she let her? But it's probably the only brave thing that happened in that entire class. Whenever you hear about, oh, someone did something really brave, they like just did some minorly stupid thing in front of the class yeah. that they paid two hundred quid to be in. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy was like. <laughs> I'm gonna ask guy like, this eighteen year old do I actually fancy you know it is funny to like if you've misinterpreted the assignment and it's like oh you know you know there's getting a cream it's pie about, in like, the face. Sex, it's about, like sexual consent yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just consent workshop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a start he, thought, he meant to go to the clowning workshop but he went to a consent workshop yeah <laughs> a mandatory dictated consent workshop for yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I read the number wrong. It was a nine instead of a six. Yeah, it was a pie instead <laughs> of a fix. You know, fixing rape culture or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Did you ever hear that song? Something like that. No, no, no it's called nothing like that. Something like that. Nothing like that. Something like that. Yeah. What does? What no, I haven't heard that song. Have you ever heard of the the uh, parody? Grime duo, Corrupt FM. No, I've not. Something like that. Very good. Okay. Why did you, why did you bring them up? Because they released a song called Nothing Like That. Something like that. Which isn't what you said. Something like that. Something like that. Well, that's the chorus. The chorus goes something like that. Something like that. Like what? Something like that. Uh, okay, let me try it. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually should But they'd be like, you know, do I... The only thing I can remember is they go, do I, do I lick at the pom-pom? Did I lick at the pom? And it goes, no, nothing like that. No, nothing like that. It's like, do I deal all the hash? Something like that. Do I mash all the tracks? Something like that. And then, do I lick at the... No, nothing like that. You didn't even say the word that time. No, it felt so bad the first time. Poom-poom. Yeah. P, like, with an M. Yeah. What is that supposed to be? What do you think? Well, I've heard, you know, I've heard the word poon. Yeah. But not, well, this is not poom. Well, this is the same thing. Well, that's terrifying. What is? Poom poom, as a word. Yeah, they have lots of words for it. Yeah. For a woman's agreement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do, would Corrupt FM have any appreciation mm-hmm. for Byzantine architecture? Probably not. Mm. What about? I think we already talked about Byzantine. Well, I'm just trying to move. I'm just trying to. The whole point is, I just want this one to have been, and I think we've really accomplished it. We've done a much more concise, and uh, you know, we've really gone through the whole gambit of of architectural history. You know. No, we need to do more. We need to do more. We need to get at least to medieval. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So we went, we went ziggurats. You got the Greeks, the Romans. Uh, we should throw in. We should throw in Romanesque here. You know where they really love the the arches and, and domes and so on. Uh, Ravenna, the city in Italy, kind of most known for it. Then you get the Renaissance; it all kicks off again. Okay, let's launch into the old Renaissance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's too Eurocentric. Okay, so what was happening in fifteen hundreds China? Good question. Mm-hmm. You said you were doing your research. Please take it yeah. away. Okay. Transport us to 15th century China. 16th century does it, China. Does that be China? Is there somewhere you'd rather do? Yeah. Where? Um, Japan. Okay. 
We are now going to 16th century Japan. Okay. Imagine three islands at war. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the emperor, mm-hmm. nominally the head yes. of the country. Yes. But it's the shogun. He really who's runs the, the real shogun. power center. Yeah, yeah. Um, roaming bandits. Yes, yes. And they ride horses. Mm-hmm. You know? Ethically Korean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and their buildings, James. What about their buildings? And at the very north and at the very south of the islands, you have two, two tribes. earlier yes, ethnic yes, groups. Yes, the, I can't remember what they're called. The Ainu and the... Uh, uh, the, the, the other one. No. The Bino. The Bino. And the Dandy. <laughs> the Bino. <laughs> <laughs> We know. Yeah. Now, your question? Yes. Can you tell me anything about the architecture of of 16th century Japan? So we're 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 there. We're sitting. We're in the middle of Kyoto. What do you see? Devastation. (laughs) A country country at war. You know. Um. The buildings, three stories pagoda. They're all pagodas. Okay, I've just I played uh, um, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice That's recently. That's why you wanted to talk about Japan. And I'm just trying to cast my mind yeah. back to the ancient Sekiro era of Japan, era when of giant Japan. monkey demons roamed Apes. the land. Well, yeah, <laughs> and they're very hard to defeat. <laughs> yeah. And one must watch YouTube videos explaining how to defeat yeah, right. them. <laughs> Indonesian teenagers. <laughs> um, now, they have rice walls. Rice walls? Well, rice paper. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which was popular all over Asia. Presumably. Mm-hmm. They, the bits that aren't paper are made out of wood you know <laughs> the bits between the paper as we say we don't say the paper is between the wood the wood is between the paper no I said the bits that aren't the paper yeah I'm saying and that's how I'm saying is another way of describing it so like the beams yeah no I know I was just I was kind of just going with you on that one and uh, then thank you <laughs> and then um you know a hot air balloon crashes into a, the tall tower and then they're like you know a hot air balloon yeah and then they're in like in the 16th century yeah and then they're like candles can't alight you know wood beams. wooden beams they said wooden candles beams. can't alight wood beams wooden beams so fire cannot set wood on fire and there's this whole conspiracy theory yeah, that it was actually on. the shogun did it it was actually the emperor who, no, yeah, the shogun who wanted to invent the island of Osaka mm-hmm. for the rice paper. Mm, so he said that a hot air balloon, he and invented the hot air balloon that. and then flew it in. Yeah, it's crazy how history It is, itself. that's so mad. That's good, so that's the Renaissance covered. Uh, yeah. So then we move on to, of course, uh, let's just go to medieval. Medieval where? Uh, you don't want it to be Europe? No. Okay. So Eurocentric. Medieval North America. Uh, what about medieval 
Arabia. Okay, yeah, the you know during the Islamic Golden Age. Go ahead. Yeah, street lighting before Europe. No, really. Yeah. What did they burn? Oil. Yeah, I wonder where they got that from. Saudi Arabia. Well, Saudi Arabia didn't exist then. No. Next. Um, Next movement. No. No. Next fact about the medieval. The Islamic Golden Age. What sort of oil do they use? Um, I mean, I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head, but it would be something like it's like paraffin as opposed to not crude oil. So whale oil. Hard to get whales, I believe, in the Middle East. Is it? I think, unless they are there any in the Black Sea. I don't know. Okay, well we'll make we'll we'll have Robot James check up on that. There used to be once upon a time, but the Black Sea really isn't in the Middle East. Yeah, check out how it was for medieval Arabs to get whale oil. I mean, they probably could get it. Not that hard, really. Whether they use it to light their streets. It's probably not a smart investment to use whale oil to light your whole city. What is paraffin oil? <sighs> I don't know. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Parrots don't even have fins. But, um... You know? What? Sorry, there was some feedback. Yeah. yeah. I was just checking my mic. <laughs> no, I said parrots don't even have fins. <laughs> parrots can't melt wooden beams. <laughs> yeah. Paraffin, also known as kerosene, is a combustible hydrocarbon liquid which actually is derived from petroleum. The process of distilling crude oil slash petroleum into kerosene as well as other hydrocarbon compounds, was first written about in the 9th century, during the Islamic Golden Age, by the Persian scholar Razi. So, what was their buildings doing? They were building, you know, uh, you've, you've got a lot of domes, minarets, yeah, uh, stone, and of course a lot of ornamentation. Such as? patterned uh, mosaic work. You know, as in Islam doesn't depict uh, characters. It's all just the decoration. The well, sometimes they do. That's a, People think that in, throughout the history of Islam they would never draw on Muhammad or whatever. They used to draw them all the time. What they look like? I don't know. I never looked. I never respect. <laughs> Whether or not depicting the Prophet Muhammad is a little unclear. But it does seem as though it has only been as forcefully and explicitly banned over the last two to three hundred years. However even today, Shia Muslims, particularly in Iran, have been known to have depictions of the Prophet within their homes. It's like the way when you're like, oh, Christians are afraid of nudity. And then you go back yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's just like, just a nude man standing proud. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not. It's not like it's not that nudity is banned by the church. It's not that nudity is forbidden by the church, you know? So, you can feasibly... You can just be nude now as a Christian. You're nude right now. No, I'm clothed at all times. Don't know why you're trying to convince the listener. You've made me stare at your body for the last hour, and now you want to back out. I thought that was the whole point. I thought that's what you were building to. Uh, Ronan asked me to disrobe. (laughs) As a favour between friends. (laughs) As a favour? It's just us two. Would you mind disrobing? Um, Great tattoo. He said he gets, he gets, he said he gets nervous. Yeah. This helps his <laughs> stage. Unless fight. whoever I'm talking to isn't nude. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get your nipple pierced? Uh, when I saw what's his name, Kumio, do it. Who? You know your man from New York, the mayor of New York. 
Oh, Cuomo. Oh, yeah, he does have a nipple pierce, doesn't he? Yeah. That's weird. Um, Next movement. Well, that's medieval, and that's kind of where I was going to end. You know, that's where, uh, you know, that's that's the historical period of architecture done, is what I was going to What about uh, Aboriginals? They're, uh, uh, you mean Aboriginal peoples? Yeah. Yeah. What about them? What is their buildings? What? Yeah. Well, they didn't quite have... Well, they... When? You were going to say they didn't have buildings. Well, when? When? You were just about to say they didn't have buildings when? at all over the 65,000 years we're in Australia. There are still... Because I was going... The caveat being, of course, there are still Aboriginal people, so it's a bit irrelevant to be like, what was their architecture? Sure. They look it up. Well, I mean, they're modern styles. That's... Aboriginal architecture is the antithesis of the introduced Western styles that have solidified over two centuries. What does that mean? That their buildings try to be completely separate from Western architectural traditions. So what do they look like? Here they're like um, kind of pods. They look like they're sort of thin uh, egg-shaped buildings. Ronan was looking at the Jean-Marie Giba Cultural Centre in New Caledonia. But that was designed by the Italian architect Renzo Piano, so not quite what we're looking for. I mean, here's what I'll say. If you, if, I know what you meant with your question. They were using the local materials they had available to them, and they were uh, building the shelter that they needed. Are you, happy with, are you happy with that now, James? Here's one that says it was made out of ham. 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 Pam, okay. Ham. I know, just I misheard you. Like palm leaves? Yep. So this would be a common one? Yep. Again, that's what I'm saying. They're using the, the materials they had available to them. Right. That's not a terribly interesting answer. Well, it's accurate. And I think that's actually a bit of a place to end. Because we no, talked about all of the you know begin. the movements and the progresses of, uh, of, of, of you know, so-called uh, uh, modern or developed countries or so on. That's it. You learned that Aboriginals lived in houses. I know. At times. It's great. And uh, that's the whole point of this podcast, to educate people that they... Yeah. People throughout all of history were building buildings and building homes. What about the people on the Sentinel Island? On, pardon? This is North Sentinel Island. What about them? Do they live in buildings? No. Are you sure? Yes. They don't live in buildings. Right, so you said it, they all lived in buildings. No, I said they didn't. Throughout history. Oh, I see what you mean. And you were wrong. I'm saying that people... Okay, not... Uh, so they're not people. <laughs> okay, all right. That's okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay, we're wrapping Very up. Very interesting. <laughs> James, you said last week that buildings were mean to you. Do buildings mean anything to you now that we've gone even further into it? No. Uh, they're too thick and short.